Hello, lovely ladies, and welcome to Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Lana. And I'm Courtney. Yay, it's great to be back with you all again today. Hello, my friend Courtney. How are you doing on the other side of the world? How's it looking? Lana, I am I am great. I am I have had a change of scenery in case for those that are following along on YouTube. My office is complete, so I'm back in my space, which is just glorious, and I'm celebrating today on 8-8, because it's the eighth year. It's a new beginning, so it's a new beginning here for me today in my old new space, and I'm just so excited. Oh my goodness. And ladies, can I say, Courtney sent me a photo this morning of her beautiful office. And I know if you're following on YouTube, you can see her beautiful sofa and all the beauty behind her, but it is stunning. I wanted to jump through my phone into the photo and just <sighs> have a mocha with you, my friend. <laughs> yes, yes. And today I switched it up because now I'm on, I'm on a regular latte today. I, I oh. deviated from my usual, my usual mocha. So I'm changing it up a little bit, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm really enjoying my space. It's it's got some darker colors, and I I always joke about how I'm kind of a hobbit at heart, so I like to find like my caves and my little hidey places where I can <laughs> curl up and be still and quiet. So this is definitely this this space for me. But I'm I'm great. How are you doing, Lana? I'm good. Yes, I'm good. It's it's like warm it's starting to warm up here so it's it's looking really nice I love the cold you know that but I don't know there's something about that kind of change of season that I'm feeling that oh this is lovely the expectancy of a new season so it's good and I have coffee in hand and we have an incredible incredible guest with us today yes it's gonna be great hey it's going to be good. Yes. The beautiful Emma Sims. We have my friend Emma Sims. Hello, Emma. Good morning. Hello. So good to see you. Thank you yeah. for having me. So good oh, to be a part of this. This is such a joy. Hey, we're going to have so much fun. It's going to be great. And Courtney, weren't we just saying that uh, we don't have a plan, do we? we? We have a prompt, right? But then we just sit here and we're like, well, Emma, let's just see what the Holy Spirit does. That's our favorite place, hey? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And right as we were going on, we were getting ready to to hit go. Um, I started just feeling this joy completely bubble up, Lana. And I've been kind of feeling it, you know, percolating all day. Um, I got up early, early this morning, went and had a coffee and was headed home. And we'd had some thunderstorms move through. And when I got outside and I looked up, there was the sun just coming out from behind the clouds. And the Lord was just so clear, like joy comes in the morning. So I really feel like mm -hmm. that's kind of one of those words for us today that, that joy is here. Like even as the seasons shift, you know, there's new mercies, there's new things available. And I just was really feeling that um, for today and in general. So hallelujah for that. Praise God. I can feel it too. It's going to be good. Oh, it's going to be good. Well, Emma, how about you tell everybody a little bit about you? Who's Emma Sims? Well, I live in Orange, New South Wales. It's about four hours from Sydney. Um, I live here with my husband, Ben, and we were high school sweethearts. So we got married at 19 and we have four kids. Um, my eldest is eight and my youngest is just about to turn two and um we've yeah I've lived here my whole life um mm -hmm. I've 
I, my husband and I lead the creative team at New Life Church Orange. Um, I've been in some form of ministry or leadership since I was 11. Um, mm. What else? I have a song coming out soon with my dear friend Amber um, from America. Um, and I love to host people. So I just opened up an Airbnb and love hosting people and loving on people and making people feel at home and yeah, just loved on. So that's just a little bit about me. That's beautiful. And can I ask Emma, are you a coffee drinker? No, or a not, in the, not at the okay. moment. I'm okay. yeah, not. Sorry That's to disappoint. Okay. No, you're not disappointing. <laughs> I am. I, I'm just so interested with like, what's your favorite drink? I love. I don't know. For me, there's something really special about a nice hot cup of tea with with a friend or a coffee with Jesus. Yeah. So I'm always asking people like, yeah. what's your favorite drink? What do you like to drink? So yeah. Well, yeah. I would go. A good hot chocolate. Oh, yes. Or a chai. Yes. I do love coffee. I'm just off it at the moment just for a little bit. Occasionally I cheat on coffee with chai. And I don't tell the other one. I just, (laughs) you know, bounce back and forth as I I feel necessary. But I I love a good chai, man. I will, yeah, yes, yes. And Courtney and I may or may not send each other photos when we're having a chai or a mocha. Just saying. 100%. You know. All the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was looking through my phone the other day. I was looking through my phone. This is so embarrassing. I was just like looking through my, my phone and like I have a ridiculous number of photos of coffee. Like just my <laughs> coffee cup. It's nothing special. It's just like, oh, look, look at how cute this is. <laughs> friend it's it's sad Lana (laughs) it's the joy in the little things right it's yeah it's it's all joy all right there's a prophetic message in it it's the awakening of the Lord that flows in this in the space of coffee and so right from the throne exactly hallelujah that's the word right there preach it It is take it (laughs) joy and coffee that is it we're done today everybody we're finished yeah thank you so much Thanks, Emma, for coming on. No, no, I, I can't wait to get into, I can't wait to get into this, Emma. I can't wait to ask you questions. Um, and I, I already have written down some extra ones that I didn't tell you about, so I apologize in advance, but I will be gentle <laughs> with all of that. But I think, you know, if, if you've been following along with our podcast and um, you kind of know what the themes that we've been on so far, we've obviously done one on the entire Song of Songs, gone through chapters one through eight. And, you know, now Lana and I really wanted to sit with people from within the body of Christ and ask some of these questions about, like, what does it mean to be the bride of Christ? Because it's such a large concept. It's such a, um, can seem very big. Um, but you and I, we're the bride. And so it's, it's large, but it's also extremely personal. So we're really wanting to hear from his, his bride, his people, what is it, you know, what does it mean to you to, um, to be the bride of Christ? So I think when I hear the bride of Christ, first word that comes to my mind is purity. And I, Mm. and I love that we're all wearing a bit of white today, um, to symbolize purity. I think, um, 
but it's not what we straight away think of purity in our own strength. I, I love that um, all throughout the Bible we see we are pure because Jesus is pure and yeah. we are worthy because Jesus is worthy. We're righteous because Jesus is righteous. Um, so, so Ephesians 5, it says, uh, it's talking about husbands and wives. For husbands, this means to love your wives, wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, mm-hmm. she will be holy and without fault. And I think um, for me especially growing up in church, I had this mindset of, doing things for God and and being being pure the best way I know how and you know on my like focusing on my works and I just love that um learning more and more reading over especially New Testament just about he he is righteous so we are righteous I just love that mm-hmm. and I just I think that is our foundation um so um so Jesus is the spotless lamb so we're spotless I think we need to read the whole new testament with that lens of Jesus that's our foundation and so um and even Galatians 5 4 says so if you're trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law you've been cut off from Christ you've fallen Mm -hmm. away from God's grace and um if if good works is your foundation when you read verses like faith without deeds is dead there's a lot of condemnation that can come over us or when we read you know if you love me obey me a lot of condemnation can come through that but as the the bride of Christ we have to lean on him and what he did we need to read those verses built on the foundation of Jesus made us pure Jesus made us righteous um and then Actually, God took me to um, 1 Corinthians 3 and I was reading through that for a bit and he was showing me, um, it says, um, so often we look to leaders and teachers or denominations that says, you know, let I, I follow Apollos or I follow Paul mm-hmm. and um, it's, who are these people? They're just doing the work God gave them, you know, and sometimes we can we can look to uh yeah our denomination or our i like this teacher or i like we're we're all doing the work of christ and we're all we're all the bride of christ we're all his body so um when we have that foundation secure in jesus and what he's done for us yeah i believe then we can then grow into the rest of the word of God, which is, you know, the, you know, purification, the shaking, mm-hmm. the purging, the pure, you know, all those fun words. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so that's where I believe, yes, the bride of Christ to me is first and foremost that love. And you guys have said it so well in every other podcast, like over and over again, his love for us, mm-hmm. his just amazing, doesn't make sense love for us. And and we and and that's like the milk of the gospel. Mm. And further on in 1 Corinthians it talks about the the foundation um of 
yeah, it talks about foundation. So I was like, wow, that's so cool. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's just just being confident in our salvation um, mm-hmm. that that yeah, we are worthy because he's worthy. And yeah. yeah, I could expand, but you guys have expanded so well over the last few <laughs> weeks of just the beauty in that and yeah, what it means. So well, you said you said some things in there, and like I'm I'm hearing, you know, through a lot of the interviews we've done so far, there's been kind of this theme of oneness and unity mm-hmm. and purity that's come out of everyone that's spoken, especially especially during this question, like what yes. does it mean to be the bride? Like these things are coming up over and over and over again, and it's it's coming up because it's it's important, and it's coming up because it's a it's a thing. <laughs> I don't know any other way other than, than to say it like that. Like this is a, this is a thing. Get used to it. Um, as the bride of Christ, you are called into oneness with Jesus. You are called into unity in the body of Christ, and you are called um, into purity. Not necessarily by by your doing, but because He has made you pure, and so therefore, from that place, you go and you do pure. Um, but you said something too, that really, I wrote it down really quickly was you said that we should read the new Testament with Jesus as our lens. And that Mm. is something that, um, I think I've burned up Lana's text messages so many times, just talking about, man, the Lord just keeps saying his ways, his ways, his ways. Mm. And that when I, when I hear you say that, that's what I see. And that's what I hear is it's that importance of knowing who he is and knowing that through Jesus, we see these things and, and through Jesus, he sees us. And that is so huge. That is so foundational. And it's sometimes it's, it's sad to see people that are within the body that have, that has not, that foundation has not been laid for them very well. And just what a struggle that creates for people um, and what a disqualifying, you know, spirit can come in in that place. And so it's extremely important um, that I agree with you that we reread the New Testament with Jesus as our lens. I love the way you said that. I just think that's something so so true. Yeah. And I think um, a thought that changed my life um, years ago was when Lana said, um, you know, when God says something, it's not a do it or else. It's an invitation. You know, you say that a lot. And that just changed my my whole view on it. And that's when God was showing me this this whole, the foundation of, of Jesus and what he did and not on us. Um, because it's an, so in the story, um, Jesus says, come follow me and I'll make you fishes of men. It's like, first is come follow me. But then it's like, I will make, I will make yes. you, like, I will make you fishers of men. And it, and so often we're like, oh, but Jesus, when I follow you, I'm going to have to like, you know, we, we look at, okay, how am I going to be a fisher of men? How am I going to do this? And and we picture what it looks like and we picture it, you know, and, and we measure ourselves up and, mm. and we see what we're doing. We see what we're not doing. We, you know, but, but really we see all through, like Jesus said, Hey, you have little faith. Like mm. if we're ready those conversations and just say he loves us from that foundation of you love us god Mm -hmm. you love us and you love me and you you will do anything for me i trust you this is hard but i'm going to lean in and i'm going to i will follow you that's the first Mm -hmm. step i will follow you 
and I will let you make me, <laughs> you know, whatever into into whatever you yes. want to do. So mm. I, I love that verse because a lot of the pressure's on him <laughs> and not us. Yes. And there's that sound again, Courtney. Can you hear it? The sound of rest that's coming through again. In that, like we we keep um, diving into these beautiful conversations, and I keep hearing this sound of rest. Like I, I really feel strongly. It's like the Lord's heart to encourage us, especially as women, and in this hour that you know He's got this. And like so often we can go, okay, how do I do this? And what's the formula and like how do I dot my I's and cross my T's and how do I do this thing that God has said that I'm going to be this person or do this thing and I I feel like and I'm hearing it as you're sharing too Emma I'm hearing the sound of simplicity but it's the simplicity of surrender that is the most powerful place And it's the place where if we're having a conversation around purity or we're having a conversation around and I will make you fishes of men, like the the common denominator in both of those conversations is Christ. And without Christ in those two conversations, I can't be pure and I can't make myself to be a fisher of men, right? And so as you're sharing, I'm feeling this invitation from the heart of the Lord into this place of surrender where I flourish and I come alive and I I am awakened to I am the bride and I'm pure. And you use the word foundation and that that word um, causes my spirit to burn because when I was writing my book about uh, the new era, one of the things the Lord said to me was, Lana, I'm going to bring my people back to foundational truths and the foundation of who I am, not Lana, who Christ is. And from that place, then we are going to be um, seeing greater things we've ever seen. We're going to go further with the Lord than we've ever been. And we're going to flourish in a whole new way. But the essence of what the Lord was saying was, I'm bringing you back to that revelation of everything is built upon me. And so if we have a conversation around what is it to be the bride of Christ, well, it's one who lives in oneness with him and I make myself ready. But all of those things I can't do in Lana Vaughan's strength. Like it comes from the overflow of who he is. And as you're talking, I I hear this like, like this exhale, Mm -hmm. like, takes the pressure off doesn't mean we don't have responsibility to you know walk in holiness and consecrate ourselves and all of those things but it's not from a place of striving in my own strength as I see him then all of those things are an overflow and golly the freedom that comes that it's not on me like just as I give my yes and as I surrender then he does it wow the freedom in that space is just it's mind-blowing it really is yeah yeah it really is and I love I love what you were saying you said by following him we are made fishers of men or Mm -hmm. Jesus like when you were talking about the verse and you said Jesus said follow me and I will make you you know a fisher of men and that's what I wrote down was like just by following him we are made into one that we fish (laughs) <laughs> we, we call, we gather, you know, and, and it's, it's one of those things, like, even in that there's grace, you know, 
time after time, seeing the Lord draw people to you, bring people to you, um, because there's something that, uh, it, it, you have him and they are hungry. <laughs> they want to eat and you may feed them for a day. <laughs> you know, you may feed them uh, some meals, but then after a while, it's, it's just like showing them where the food is, but there's so much, there's so much grace in that too, that it's just, even in our, in our, just, you know, our own hunger of like, I'm hungry. I need to eat. I, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to go where the love is. You know, he loves us first and it's, and that's how we are, are able to even love him. Um, you're right. There's such grace and there's such rest in that. Um, I just, yeah. And I think that I wrote down what you said to uh, Emma, when you said there's a thought that changed my life. Like, I love that phrase. I don't think I've yes. ever heard that before, but that's like, yes. I'm like, yes. <laughs> the thought that changed my life. Um, you know, there's so much transformation that happens it, within us as we, you know, I, I look back at my own journey from like the moment that I received Christ and then up until now, transformation comes gradually, but it can also come in just these huge, huge waves where it's like all of a sudden he's, he's opened up our, our mind and he's like, I'm going to take all of this because that's not of me. And I'm going to give you all of these new thoughts. And through that transformation happens. Um, and we see that like, as we've gone through song of songs, we, we watch the Shulamite completely change. She goes from, you know, I don't want to say she's unrecognizable because she's still herself, but she is very different. Um, and sometimes like when we look at that, it can be a little overwhelming, but it, it really is through embracing his wonder and embracing the wonder of his love that, that we are able to even walk through that process that we're, that he takes us from point A to point B and C and, and all the way down on the line. Um, so I'm just curious, Emma, like, what does that look like to you to be transformed by love? Like, what has that looked like for you personally in your life? Well, I remember when, um, I first, uh, one of my friends, um, lovely lady, um, just talked to me about the secret place for the first mm -hmm. time. Like, you know, I'd heard this phrase and this was years and years ago. And she just said something about being in the secret place. And that's where, um, that's where things are birthed, you know, in the secret mm. place, even in the natural, you know. So, um, mm. so I was like, this this idea just blew my mind. Just like, wow, it's true. And you know, that's when I started leaning into his love and leaning in. And and um, I think being transformed, the start is just coming to Jesus. You know, mm. the start is accepting that. You know what I just talked about was that, that I'm worthy because you are worthy. I'm loved because you love me first. You love me first. So, you know, um, so, um, God really took me on this journey and, and I remember feeling just in this dark place and I just was like, I just felt God say, I'm not going to leave you here. Um, mm. I, like I won't leave you here. And I just so wanted to be, in the place of just ministering and I just wanted, you know, I wanted to be um, just doing whatever God wanted me to do. And I, I just wanted that so bad, but I was just in this dark place and I couldn't describe what was holding me back. I couldn't describe what was, you know, he just said, I won't leave you here. And just leaning into that, I trust you, just leaning in. I trust you, Jesus. I trust mm -hmm. you, God, that you won't leave me here. Um, and then um, just he, like 
I think just leaning into the process because we <laughs> we often think once we get this idea of okay God I said use me so what is it <laughs> you know yeah. we, it's it's a process of um, God revealing things in our heart um, mm. revealing one thing for me that God revealed to me like um, was this verse, um, Matthew 7, um, it says, do not judge others and you will not be judged for you'll be treated as you treat others. The standard mm-hmm. you use for judging is a standard in which you'll be judged. Um, mm-hmm. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? And I think mm-hmm. my, I, I struggled with, at some stages I struggled with shame and in some mm-hmm instances I struggled with pride because mm-hmm. depending on where I measured up that day you know mm-hmm. it was like you know I, I put people on pedestals so it was like wow look at them they're doing the work of God they're just so amazing mm-hmm. I would be like them and which we think is fine but if it's in the wrong way we think mm-hmm. oh and then we look at ourselves and go oh I'm I don't measure up I don't mm-hmm. but then we also other people and go oh I can't believe they would live their life like that I can't believe mm. they would make this decision oh so in this it's this flip from shame to pride shame to pride and and God revealed this to me it was you know when 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 I understood my identity in him and when I understood who I was um and so this is just an example of being transformed I he transformed my mind in that moment of just oh yeah there's, there's no comparison. There's no, there's no, this person's better than this person. It's not, oh, they should be doing this, that it's, you, you come with this when you realize you're loved so much. And when you realize you are, you are in him, you realize your, your identity is basically his identity. Now you go, oh, like you can come to people with such compassion. You can come to people with such, um, you see them also how God sees them and not mm. yet. Yeah. So that was something God really purified out of my life. I, you know, that's one out of millions, <laughs> you know, still going. Can I ask, can um, I jump in and ask really fast? Okay. Like how did he reveal that shame and pride thing to you? Like how mm. did that come about? Cause that when you said that you said shame and pride, I was like, oh, bingo, those two nasties like to travel right you know beside one another because if one's not hitting you the other one is and then it'll just knock you back and forth so how did the lord go about like revealing that to you that that was going on you know what he actually used a group of women that were championing each other on and just like when when you see women act out of their identity and and how and how they treat people and how you go okay, what am I missing? What, what's going on? <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's this whole, um, yeah. So a group of women, people surrounding me, people speaking identity into me, um, reminding me, you know, when I would get in these ruts of thinking a certain way, do you know the quickest people to spot a lie are often your closest friends, you know? Yeah. Yes. Um, they can, so I've got, I've got friends and I'm like, What's going on? I'm feeling like or this. your What's children. Yes. <laughs> I I honestly was like, Ben, we need to have more children, and they purify me so much. So we need to just keep having them. So I'm really purified. <laughs> yes, they're the biggest. Yeah, 
yeah 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 they definitely they'll reveal you. all the all the weak areas that you need <laughs> okay, yes. help me lord if yes. there's something in there they'll they'll bubble it up that's oh, definitely <laughs> which is Hallelujah. amazing I, I was like i need more children because i just need all this stuff to get out <laughs> i need to deal with all of it oh, man. oh. <laughs> insane that's oh that's, yeah I, I love that. I love that. I, <laughs> I love that it's a group of women that yeah. have come into the fullness of their identity or mm-hmm. they're, they're in that place and they're, yeah. they've decided like, I'm going to, I'm going to operate. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to see others. And I'm going to see myself <laughs> from that place of identity and how that brings about such a, it's like such a, a purifying agent, you know, mm-hmm. to, to the atmosphere around you. Like, when, when you walk mm. with people that understand honor, like get ready. Cause it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's challenging, but it, in a good way. And it's a lot of yeah. fun because that's not exactly, that's not the voice of, of culture. You know, you mm. won't see that. So it's one of those things where it's like, I, I think you do need to be, I think it's helpful when you're in it. It's like a, like mm. a tea, like ste- steeping in it. You allow yourself to sit in that kind of atmosphere and, just naturally people that walk in who they are, like what that will do for you and then in you as well. I think that's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And even this in Song of Songs too, how it talks about catching the foxes. And we Mm -hmm. often say like, we have to catch the lies. We have to catch, you know, we have to catch the Mm -hmm. lies that are trying to steal. Um, And honestly, my, some of my friends are the ones who will be like, I think you like if you just remember this, oh, do you remember? Like speak the mm. word of God. Oh yeah, you know when you just, you know when when you're on the mountain, you know all the things to do. Yeah. You, you know when you're yeah. in the valley, you're like, yeah. what do I do? I forgot everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so you need the people to just be like, yeah. you know what to do. This is what, and then you go, oh, that's right. You know, yeah. 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 That's so funny. I love that you say that too. Sorry, Lana. I didn't mean to interrupt you all just real quick. I was talking to a friend last night and I was kind of having another, one of those low moments. And I was like, I don't even know what am I, what am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing. What am I even, what, what is going on? And she, it's kind of like a holy, like shake you by your shoulders. And I was like, am I believing something about myself? That's not Mm -hmm. true. Or am I not believing something about myself? That is true. Cause both of those are equally as powerful. Mm -hmm. And you're right. I love that. We need that community. We need that space of people that we can say, okay, something's not working and I'm Mm -hmm. not really sure what it is. Can you in love, (laughs) in love, help me figure out where I am. (laughs) Which camp I'm I'm in right now because I'm all I'm all messed up. Yeah, I love mm, that. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I was going to comment um, just what you were sharing, Emma, about um, you know the the condemnation or the judgment, and then the pride, and then you were talking about um, loving other people, and I kept thinking of um, Matthew twenty two, and I think it's in like thirty. 38 or 39, um, where um, it says, love others as you love yourself. And I was really like, as you were talking, I was like, wow, I was reminded again, you know, isn't it interesting the way that the Lord is, he's so committed to us um, believing who we say we are and uh, who, sorry, who he says we are and then loving ourselves because I can't truly love well like if I'm not 
like I'm not loving myself. You know what I mean? Like if I don't know what love looks like for myself, then it's going to be hard for me to love others with a love that is unconditional or without, um, you know, like without kind of any strings attached to it. And as I was listening to you, I kept thinking of my children and I thought, you know, they look at me on my good days and they look at me on my not good days and on those in both days they still come to me and they say to me, Mommy, I love you, and they'll give me a hug and they will just shower affection on me. And sure, there are moments where they're like, Mom, like you're getting frustrated or you're, you know, you're angry right now. Like it's not, you know, sunshine and roses all the time, but there is something about um, the the love of God that I have learned as I've raised my as I'm raising my kids that has taught me about also loving myself like and this place of how often are we so hard on ourselves like and and we can find ourselves in this place where we're in judgment or we're in pride or whatever but if you boil that down what's the root of that like what's the why behind that fruit and that leads me back to this place of my identity it leads me back to the place of being transformed by his love and so as I'm listening to you I'm thinking wow the more I am in his presence and he transforms me by his unconditional love and he constantly uh, grows me up into my identity of who I already am in him but as he grows me into that then my his love through me then pours out more and more to other people and so I just I love that because it reminds me again even going back to the song of songs like we you read through that whole book and the Lord is so committed to bringing the Shulamite into the revelation of what? His love and also who she is. And when those two join together and those encounters happen, what happens? We see a mature bride that then goes and begins to minister and love others. And Um, my favorite phrase that I have come out of the Song of Songs with, I can't take credit for this, it's a Brian Simmons uh, quote. He said that she was conquered by love and that phrase has marked my life because I look at that and I see, wow, as I'm in that place of encounter with the Lord and he's transforming me by his love, I am constantly conquered by that love and all the stuff within me is being conquered by that love. And then I want to be one who then goes out and sees his love conquer others, you know. And so it was just beautiful what you shared. And thank you for your uh, vulnerability in, in sharing that because I think that's a really powerful place of transformation that is not only for Emma Sims but it's also then the fruit of that overflows into everywhere you go and everybody that you love, like, Stunning, stunning, absolutely. Selah. Selah. Um, <laughs> I just keep, I keep, oh. I sat this morning with the Lord and I was, um, again, in Song of Songs, surprise, surprise. Um, but there's the, the verse in chapter four, it's verse three, where he says, your lips are as lovely as Rahab's scarlet ribbon, speaking mercy, speaking grace. Um, 
the words of your mouth are as refreshing as an oasis. And I thought about her for a while this morning because she was considered a prostitute. She was a prostitute by, you know, uh, a lot of scholars say that that's some people say she was an innkeeper. Other people say, no, she was a prostitute. And then she goes from, from that into being included in the, the lineage of, of Jesus, you know, and I, and I just sat with that this morning and I kind of marveled again at the Lord that like, he doesn't, he doesn't care. Like he's, he is so less religious than most people think that he is like, that is, that's just not the way that he approaches people. He, he doesn't, um, the things that we have done, that's not something that he even allows to remain as part of a consideration when he thinks about what he's made us to be who he's made us to be and where he's taking us in the future. And I just, I love that. And, and as you were talking, when you were talking about shame and pride, and then you were talking about the speck in the log, like that was kind of just rolling around in my spirit there, just the, the grace and the mercy of the Lord in this place when it comes to our transformation. Um, and I think that that's becoming another theme that I'm, I'm hearing and seeing there too. It's just that, that beautiful grace, that beautiful mercy that walks us through this process. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's beautiful. It really is. Mm -hmm. And I want to just quickly, because this is really stirring in me, Emma, since you mentioned it, you uh, mentioned the verse in the Song of Songs that says, you know, catch the troubling foxes. And I'll be very honest, that scripture for a number of years really um, challenged me and made me feel really uncomfortable. And the reason was because... I missed a part of that scripture. So what I would read is catch the troubling foxes and I would go into this panic of like, oh, my gosh, but there's so many and which one and how do I do it and all of these things. But when you were talking, it reminded me of a moment of encounter that I had with the Lord and I felt him highlight the last part of that verse. He said, read the next part. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And it says, well, in the Passion Translation, it says, and we will do it together. And as you were talking, Emma, um, and especially sharing around the, the shame and the pride journey and what you were, how you were transformed in that place, all of a sudden I felt really strongly that there could be some of you ladies that you're listening and you're, you're thinking, you know, yeah, I'm in a dark place right now or I'm feeling like I'm seeing all of the foxes or I'm seeing things in my life that are actually quite intense, like they're quite big and I don't know how to shift these things. And I felt, again, I'm going to say that word, I felt the rest of the Lord uh, just come into this space as you were sharing, Emma, that the Lord wants you to know, ladies, that this isn't something that you're doing on your own. That scripture there, that's an invitation. It, it, yes, the Lord is saying we have a responsibility to look for, like not navel gaze, but like if we see there are things that are compromising our vineyard. Of intimacy get this out. And I just really felt so strongly that the Lord wanted to encourage you ladies that this is a partnership and it is the place where
comes from the place of rest. Have I gone? Oh, nope, there you are. Have I? You're back. Yeah. My, yeah, back. my little internet thing just went, hi, I'm having a hissy fit, just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> so do I need to repeat wow. myself? Yes, please do, because I think it's important. Where, where do I need to repeat myself from? Do you remember? Or I'll just say it all over again. Say it all over again for good measure, because if it's that right. good that it gets messed with, then let's just do it again. Well, ladies, you're going to receive a double portion right now. Here you go. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> say it again. All right. So what I was saying was I was feeling this stirring, um, Emma, when you were talking about the foxes, and I just felt really strongly that sometimes we can be in that place of darkness, the wilderness. We can be in a place where we see a lot of stuff that's come up in our hearts or we see there are a few things that have come up and they're really they feel like they're big things. And in that moment, we have a decision to make, um, I guess, around my perspective. What am I going to focus on in this moment? And for me, for many years, that scripture would really agitate me because as a recovering perfectionist, I wanted to make sure that I was catching all of the foxes. I don't want to miss one. I want them all gone. And how do I do it? And what's the formula? And then the Lord said to me, read the last part of the verse. And when you read that, especially in the Passion Translation, it says, and we will do it together. There is a clear invitation from the Lord there into a partnership where you say yes, and then he gets rid of the stuff. And I know that we've already talked about this, but it's it's weighing so heavily on me. I feel like there are ladies that are listening that you've been crying out to the Lord for deliverance. God, deliver me from these things. And there's almost been this agitation of I don't know what to pray and I don't know what the formula is and how do I get rid of these foxes? And Emma's talking about being transformed by love and what do I do? And I just want to bring that that word rest back into the conversation because when you were sharing your your moment of transformation Emma again I felt that place of rest and this divine exhale and ladies if you're believing the Lord for that place of deliverance I believe that as Emma was speaking that there was a real impartation that was being released to you that the Lord has got this and he brings things up not to point a finger at you and go, well, Lana, look, 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 look what's in there. He's bringing it up so he can bring it out. It is for your healing. He's not bringing it up to condemn you and to say, well, you're not pure or all of that. That's not the voice of the Lord. And I feel like there has been a spirit of accusation that has really come against many of you in your mind and you're listening to this episode and going, well, hang on, Emma started talking about purity, but I'm not pure. I've done all this stuff or this is this, that and everything else, whatever it might be, I just felt so strongly that the Lord wants you to know that today he looks at you and he calls you pure and lovely one and perfect because of the, the death and resurrection, the purchase of, of salvation through Jesus Christ. But I feel like the Lord also wants to encourage you that 
There is a deliverance that is happening in your life right now, but it's coming out of a place of rest. It's coming out of a place where the more you see him, the more you see his love, all of those things are going to fall off. They're just going to melt away. I feel like there's some of you that are like, it feels like it's going to be this big, scary, horrible process. And look, pruning and refining sometimes is really uncomfortable and it's really, really painful sometimes. But I feel right now that there's a word for some of you that in his love, there is this transformation and deliverance, and it's going to be a lot easier than you expect. They're just going to melt away in the light of his presence. So I just want to release that to you. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. That is so good. I love everything you're saying. It's just so good. And I remember, God. Courtney, when you were talking with Matt Beckenham one time and you said deliverance can happen over coffee. It just, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's just in a moment you can realize the truth and be set free. And in that's it. Yeah. I love it. I love that. I love it yeah, too. So and I good. think that that's kind of the side effect. You know, sometimes we make deliverance the main thing and it's like, no, Jesus is the main thing and he's yeah. the deliverer. And so when we sit with him and we focus on him, we behold him the result is that we are delivered and the result is that deliverance happens or that freedom comes, you know, because we've heard the sound of his voice and his voice is freedom. And so, you know, I've always seen it like a, like a frequency in the spirit that, you know, you tune into that long enough and your ears become accustomed to it. And then you start to hear it more clearly, you know, time after time. And then the thoughts that you think you'll be able to pick up when that doesn't sound like freedom, that doesn't sound like the Lord, you know, and it's like, like you were saying, Lana, it's not necessarily nasal gazing, but it's just, that's just the result of what happens when we spend time in his presence. And so, yeah, I, I firmly, firmly believe that deliverance can happen over coffee all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I wanted to ask you one more thing because you mentioned at the, at the start that you are part of the, um, you're on the creative team at your church. And so, and I'm, I'm really feeling this also this thread of deliverance as well coming into our conversation. So I'm just curious, like, how do you see creativity playing into transformation and, and then also deliverance? Because I think, I think all these things are connected. So I'm just curious as to how you, do you, do you see those connected? And if you do, how? Yeah, absolutely. And God's been showing me more and more over the last little while of, of my ministry and how that actually is, um, it's not just singing, you know, it's not just like at the end of the day, like they, oh, I love that song, you know, it's just, you did it really well. It just means nothing. It's mm -hmm. the moments where people go, oh, I just cried the whole way through that song. Or I, or mm -hmm. I like, wow, you know, people come up and say, that song was really weighty. I don't know how to describe it. I'm like, I, I, I understand. Like, <laughs> It's not me singing. It's it's God moving through it, and and just like David, how he played it before the Lord, and 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 Saul, um, the spirits that were that were tormenting him were silenced. It's more. So it's more than just a, you know, and we and we can do an excellent, like we can sing excellently, or we can play excellently, or whatever that looks like. But if we don't have Jesus, if we don't have the Holy Spirit moving, if we don't, um, yeah. So any form of creativity, it's like 
Um, you know, you've looked at a painting and gone, oh, I know God what you're saying through that. Like, you know, there's just, there's just this way that the Holy Spirit moves that is beyond what we can do. So um, absolutely deliverance. I, I know like we've had conversations with people who have experienced deliverance through worship and, and it's not, it's just between them and God. It's just, yeah. So um, yeah, that's just our, yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it can it makes complete sense. And, you know, I don't think, I think sometimes like in my mind, when I, you know, first kind of started to, to look at like someone, I think it was Matt actually said to me, like, you know, you're, you're very creative. And I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's, I don't, I'm not cre- like, because I didn't draw or I didn't, you know, paint professionally or, or what have you, you know, I can sing, but I like to sing in the car when the music is up really loud and I can only kind of hear myself. <laughs> I'm not standing up on stage. So I didn't see myself as a creative. And it's like, no, actually, the more that I spent time with the Lord and the more I started to realize, no, I am. It's just in my own, it's in my own way. And, you know, when we have the creator living inside of us, well, what does that make us? Mm-hmm. That makes us creative. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. is, um, there's a lot of freedom that comes in that space of just understanding, like, you know, the Lord is the one that has the ability to create life. And because we are made in his image, we have been given this beautiful permission to create, and it doesn't have to necessarily be anything wild or crazy. Like I have a good friend of mine that does um, professional pore painting. She's an artist and she's taught a couple of classes. And so I've learned enough to be dangerous. Um, to my carpet and then <laughs> sorry. But I I have had multiple experiences where I will turn on just worship music and I will start like, what are we doing today, Lord? And I'll start mixing paint. And this may sound a little out there to some of you that this is not your wheelhouse. That's fine. Um, but I will I would start to to mix things and I and I would, you know, I would just follow his lead and do things. And I can't tell you how many times I would and I'm not, it doesn't require skill. This is just kind of, you're pouring paint onto a canvas and tipping it around, you know, and seeing what the Holy Spirit's going to do with it. But it, I can't tell you how many times I would pour something and then just immediately, mm. here come tears. Immediately there's a flooding in of the spirit and, and there's presence and there's connection with him. And so I, I definitely, I love that, that you connected those things. And I think that it's, it's very much one of those unique things that he has given us as being made in his image, as being the bride Mm. that we have been given permission to create. And with that comes the openness for connection with him. Mm. Yeah. And this is an area that you absolutely do not compare, (laughs) like with creativity. Mm. Um, First of all, you don't look at someone's like put together picture and go, Oh, they're not very good at that, you know. Oh, like you, you just need to stay in your lane in creativity because it's like when God says, "Okay, you're going to write songs." Well, that's a very broad statement. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does that look like? Do you want me to write songs like this, this, or like this, or do you just want me to be in your presence and something will just flow out and then just sing it like that? You know, like that is just so broad. Or when you say paint, there's so many different styles of painting. There are so many different styles, and I think. Um, comparison and looking to other people is something you absolutely do not do in you just go mm-hmm. god what do you want me to do and then you mm-hmm. then you flow in that so 
Yeah. Oh, love it. I think, you know, Courtney, when you were just sharing and then Emma, I'll, I'll comment what you were, what you just said as well. But I feel like Courtney, when you said the, the phrase um, or the line about um, you have the creator living inside of you. So what does that make you? It makes you creative. When you said that, I feel like a lie just broke over a whole heap of women that have actually said out of their mouths, I am not creative. Like I felt it as you said it. I was like, well, there it is. There there it goes. Bye-bye. And now, Emma, as you were just, and then you tagged onto that and you were talking about um, how, you know, don't compare and stay in your lane. I was like, whoa, there's permission right there. Like a deliverance moment just happened right there. Like the Lord broke something off. And then I feel like, Emma, as you spoke, I was like, wow, there comes that, you know, when the Lord breaks something and he He lifts something off, he, he adds something in, right? He's always filling. And when you said stay in your lane, straight away I was like, oh, I could feel the heart of the Lord. Um, again, I, I've heard it so many times in the last couple of weeks where the Lord has been saying what you have in your hands is powerful and the expression of Christ in you that flows through you, it looks different to the person next to you, but it has yep. to because we're all different. We're all part of the body and you have a unique expression of Christ through your creativity that I don't have and that's okay, you know, and, and I just I really feel like there was a really sacred moment that just happened right then as you guys were were talking and I, I had to comment on it because I'm like ladies as you're listening and you're watching really lean into that because that was a really um that was a really yeah sacred moment and I want to say this I giggled before when you were talking Emma because on my in my notes here um, I wrote down um, a, a few little things and what I saw was the Lord said to me that there are some ladies that are watching that have been um, battling with a torment of the mind, that there's been things like there's been a real mental kind of warfare going on kind of between your ears. And as I was seeing this, I said, well, Lord, what, what do I do? Like, what do you want me to do? And straight away he brings back to me, uh, this activation. So um, I know this podcast will be coming out in a number of weeks after I have done my session. But yesterday, uh, I was doing my session for our online school, Whole Woman. And I asked the Lord, how do you want me to close up my ministry time? Do you want me to do Q&A? What does it look like? And he said, I want you to read Zephaniah 3.17. So I'm going to read it to you and then I'm going to tell you the activation that the Lord told me to give to the beautiful ladies in our online school. And then I'm going to pass it on to you wonderful ladies here listening to the podcast because what I saw was I saw the song of the Lord over your life, delivering you from a spirit of torment in your mind, that where that tormenting spirit has come with accusation and said, this is who you are, you're not creative, and there's just, I, I can feel it, there's a swirliness and a like almost an anxiety of, of the mind, like I, my mind is so busy, I can't quiet my mind. I feel like as you as you sit in this episode, as deliverance is happening here and healing, and then as you go from this episode and do this activation, I really feel like there's going to be some further healing and deliverance that the Lord is going to do. So I'm going to read you Zephaniah 3, 
17. I'm reading it to you out of the New American Standard Bible. And it says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exalt over you with joy. He will quiet, sorry, he will be quiet in his love, and he will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. And as I sat in this scripture again this week preparing for our uh, online school yesterday, it struck me again that it doesn't say he will rejoice over you with whispers. There is a reason that it says shouts, and that speaks to me of the delight of God. Like I can't contain how delighted and how much I love you. I'm just going to rejoice loudly over you with singing. And so, ladies, can I propose that, can I give you some Zion's Company of Women podcast homework that you would uh, sit with the Lord and ask the Lord, Lord, what is the song that you're singing over me? And you know what? That song is going to be a different song to the song he's singing over Emma. It's a different song to the song that he's singing over Courtney. And and it's a different song to what he's singing over me. But it is the song that is perfectly, exactly for you. And I feel like as you sit with the Lord, it doesn't have to be like you're writing a song. Just write what you hear. Lord, what is it that you're singing over me? And write it down. And once you get that, what is that? That's a well for you to go back and sit in and to drink from. Every time that stuff comes back in your head, go, no, this is what the Lord says. It becomes a well and it becomes a weapon. It's a place of refreshment and it's a it's a rhema word for you to use to fight when that accusation comes against you. And I want to hear, like, send us a... A little message mm-hmm. on the um, on the Facebook uh, Zion's Company of Women Facebook page, or email us in um, and let us know what the Lord does. Because I just have a real expectancy in my spirit that there's going to be some powerful deliverance that's going to take place. Yeah, and Hallelujah. Just gonna, I'm just gonna add one more thing on that, Lana, because as you were sharing, all I was hearing was you're creating mindsets. You're creating mindsets. So those of you, because I kept hearing this, like disqualifying look at, well, I'm not artistic and I don't, I don't paint or I don't do this or whatever. Um, and, and I felt like the Lord was saying like in in all of these things in sitting with him and hearing his song that he's singing over, over you, what you are doing is you are allowing him to create a mindset within you. You are allowing him to beautify your mind and to beautify the atmosphere around you with his presence and with his song. Um, and just, yeah, again, I wrote it. I think I wrote it down like three different times. You're creating an atmosphere. You're creating mindsets with the Lord. And that is a place that that's yours. Um, and it's, we're meant to have dominion. We're meant to have authority over that as well. And that, you know, deliverance, 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 deliverance. Absolutely. So good. Emma, Emma, do you have any closing thoughts that you would like to share with us before we wrap up? Oh, I just love, I just love everything you guys have said. I, this is just my heart for people and I just love being a part of this. Um, One thing I would say when writing down, I would just encourage you just write. Don't, don't like think too much. You just go, okay, God, write through me and you just write and you'll be amazed at what you write. I've done that before. And just, you read it like that did not come from me. I would not have said that over myself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you just write, just write. What, what is he saying? And yeah. And at the end, when you're finished, then go back and read. 
Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. So powerful. It is. That's so good. And I've I've started before too, Emma, where I'm like, I'm literally writing the words. I am putting my pen to the paper. Like, yeah. because I didn't know what to say, but I was like, this is yeah. my prophetic act. I'm putting yeah, my, this is my obedience. My pen is on the paper and I'm writing a word and he has always been faithful to mm. continue and I just write what you hear. And, you know, it, my journals, half of my journals are, are hardly legible because I'm just going so <coughs> fast. You know, it's like, it's, it's not about perfection. It's about like, hearing and letting him, letting him connect. Well, Emma, you are a woman of freedom. Like yes. you carry freedom in such an incredible measure. And I, I hope that you will continue to open your mouth, not just to sing, which I know is beautiful, but to speak because you carry his heart of freedom that so many women, and it's, it's from a pure place, a pure place of love and of understanding and calling people up into who the, who Christ has made them to be not, not casting them down because they're not there yet, but you, you carry that grace and mercy in such balance and in such a beautiful way. So I hope that you continue to open your mouth, not only to sing, but to speak and to share. And cause you, you have such life, you bring such life. So thank you. Thank, thank you for you. sharing your journey with us. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Oh my goodness me. What a joy it has been. Wow. I've had a great time. And I want to ask you, Emma, for those that um, are like, oh my goodness, where can I follow along with Emma Sims? What's the best way for them to follow you? Um, I would just say on my Instagram. Okay. There. Yeah. All right. So I am going to, for YouTube, uh, it is on the screen for you right now to follow along with Emma. For those of you that are listening on the podcast, uh, if you type in the at symbol, then Emma, E-M-M-A underscore Sims, S-I-M-S underscore, and then the letter X, you will find Emma and be able to follow along with her. Well, lovely ladies, thank you for joining us again for another episode of Zion's Company of Women podcast. We love this space. We love being here with you. We are celebrating you and praying for you. And we look forward to being with you again soon. Thanks, Emma. You're amazing. Thank you. We hope that this podcast has blessed you, and we have been blessed by bringing it to you today. If you would like to see more of what Zion's Company of Women is about, please check out our website, zionscompanyofwomen.com. We pray that you 